Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. And a happy Tuesday to all. Is it raining in your car, Leah? It is pouring the rain down. Sorry, y'all. I'm down in Atlanta (laughs) and getting flooded out. But happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, It's Jacob Bosecker and Leah Hensley here with the Brosier Supercast. We are having a good old day here. um, And I want to apologize for last week. Um, We had an episode coming. Yeah. And then we didn't. (laughs) <laughs> well, we had some busy week on your end prior to the recording, so I think it's forgivable, but you want to update the listeners? Yeah, so I guess we can talk about that. Um, um, I am now a dad. We are like 11 days into Miss Alex May's uh, life here, and <laughs> so basically what happened was we went to the hospital, we got induced, everything came through, a little complications here and there, but we got through it. Thank you to everybody that reached out to me here in the past few weeks. I really appreciate it, the cards, um the messages, just the community really pouring themselves out to me. It's mm-hmm. it's just great. I appreciate it. Um, and then I got sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, brand new baby at home, and you're sick with the death and trying to keep the baby healthy. And then you went ahead and shared it with your wife. Oh my nice. god! So we've all been <laughs> sick. It's it's we've been in quarantine mode here at the Bosecker household, um, but we're all better now. We're doing better now. And Wonderful. we're actually, this episode, we've got a kind of an interesting episode here for this week. Um, yeah. So we're going to do what we talked about last week, and we're going to rehash it. But also, since um, the announcements of Abu Dhabi and everything, there's been a little bit of, ker- of a kerfuffle, Leah. Yeah, if you guys are paying attention at all to the Spartan world, um, you are likely seeing the trending hashtag of hashtag protest. The protest, Um, Spartan protest. Yeah, in response to the contracts that went out to the pros. So we reached out to um, one of our favorite pros with the CR, um, and BJ Jones joined us. BJ. He's a good guy. We like BJ. But realistically, I wanted to bring him on for a very specific reason, Leah. So, okay, before we bring BJ in here, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about the protest? Before talking to him or after talking to him? Before and after. Um, So before talking to him, I am not going to lie. There was a big part of me that was seeing a lot of these protest um, posts, and I was kind of getting a little aggravated with the pros acting entitled. Um, Really? Okay. Yeah, I thought that some of these posts were um, came off a little bratty. Um, part of it, self-admittedly, was kind of my ignorance with what exactly it meant to be a pro. Um, so I think VJ did a really good job kind of explaining what the contracts entail. But for the everyday racer, I think we see these pros that seemingly get everything handed to them. They go race, and they get money on top of it for podiuming. Seemingly. 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 So what we learned is that may not be the case. So um, So I'm excited to let everyone listen to him. Well, let's just discuss here just a little bit about the pros and everything and Mm -hmm. kind of what we think about it here. So where I sit, when I saw it first come out, I was like, all right, I know there's a deeper story here. Mm -hmm. And I've always heard that there's always been in the past, you know, different managers working with Spartan. And they're like, okay, well, we'll we'll get some hotel rooms for these guys. And they're going to split rooms. And in the past few years, what I've heard is they'll give them a yearly stipend. Yes. And and sometimes, you know, like merch credits if you do so well, Spartan bucks, right, to spend in the store right. and get, get gear, et cetera, outfit yourself. Um, and I was like, you know, it's really weird when I first heard people talking about, like, oh, we didn't get any money. 
And I'm like, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what that looks like. Now, other, there's right. been some other podcasts that have come out now recently talking mm-hmm. about how many people actually did get cash stipends. Right, right. Um, and how that split up events. The, the, the men and the women both got the same, like, pool, basically, but there's more men in the pool than there are women in the pool, kind of, for the cash stipends. Right. From Spartan's angle. Um, so, obviously, distribution looks a little bit different there from A to B. Um, but me, personally, the big, the big red flag for me was one of the parts of the contract was you can't jump into bed with any sponsors that are not under the, the Spartan umbrella. Right. Um, and that's like, that's like a big boo hiss for me. <laughs> yeah, I think VJ did a really good job kind of explaining that and, and the ramifications that, you know, the consequences that that can cause um, to athletes. Absolutely. And one of the one of the biggest ones that we had last year, um, and without further ado, you know, we can talk about them real quick, our sponsor, before we jump in here, Bank of CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, they came across the scene about, you know, early to mid-season last year. Yeah. Um, started kind of gathering some pros, um, sponsoring a few different athletes. Uh, you know, they've worked well with our podcast, and they're a great product out there that have helped a lot of people with rehabilitation. Um, but if it was the case this year, VJ would not be able to side with Venga. Yeah. I mean, you'll, like I said, you, you guys will get to hear VJ speak firsthand about it. But as always, our podcast is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Um, you know, it's, it's really exciting to see all these new ambassadors joining and all these extra posts happening. I think you guys are learning about Vanga and experiencing it firsthand. Um, if you have not tried it yet, please go to vangacbd.com slash brocr and save 15% off with code brocr. Without further ado, let's kick it over to VJ. How does that sound, Leah? Sounds good. All right. Let's go. And strap on your seatbelts, guys. We are back here with VJ Jones. VJ, what's up, buddy? Um, not too much. I just finished folding laundry, so um, I finished some good adulting for the day. What's the, what's the most technical piece of laundry to fold? Um... You know, split shorts are pretty technical, I would say. Like, where, they're do not they always... where do they begin? <laughs> That's true, <laughs> man. I mean, the crotch is the lowest part of the whole garment. This is true. So do you fold like, in half? It's... Do you fold in quarters? What exactly do you do with it? Um, I kind of go half and then another half. I try to keep it simple, but it doesn't stack well, so then they end up just becoming unfolded in the drawer. Awesome, whatever. Yeah. So we're honored to have VJ on here today, and we are going to be talking about a a hot topic here right now in the Spartan world, which is the new contracts Um, and hashtag protest. Hashtag protest. Um, Spartan protest. (laughs) Spartan protest. So VJ, going back two years ago, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to press rewind on this whole damn thing here. Um, You were the youngest guy in history to sign with Spartan Race, correct? Yes. Uh, it seems like everything I do seems to be the, the youngest right? to do something. Well, so for our listeners who really are removed from this whole pro world, um, you know, there's the, the fact of the matter is there's such a small percentage of people in our sport that are even dipping into this pro world with contracts mm-hmm. and all that. So for most racers, you know, can you explain, like, what exactly does it mean to be a Spartan pro and what's up with contracts in general? Like, how does this work? Well, Spartan pro, I, I think the word pro is kind of um, deceptive because when, when I think of a professional athlete, I think of someone that makes a living being an athlete. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always thought was weird and I always referred to myself as a Spartan elite. I don't know if anyone ever noticed before, but whenever I would talk about myself, I'd talk about myself as a Spartan elite because I am 100% not making a living as an athlete. My living is supplemented by other things that I do, but um, right. I would say now the majority of what I do is, you know, comes from my athletics, but I, I was never a full-on pro. You're, um, you're not getting a salary. But it's your focus. Sorry. It's your focus. It's my focus. Absolutely. That's, it's, it's a goal for me. My goal is to be a pro. But um, being on the Spartan Pro team, 
I've never been the biggest athlete on the team. You know, I've, I've never had the biggest results. Um, I've had good ones. I've been in the mix yeah, um, ever since I kind of came onto the scene, but I was never one of the top valued athletes. Um, so I've never been offered a big contract, and that includes this year. You know, compared to what other athletes are getting, mine is very small. So, um, yeah, so back in 2017, that was the first year I was invited on the pro team. Yep. Um, I It was right after I turned 18 years old, I had this offer to go pro, and I didn't even think twice about it. Like, yes, I'm doing it. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't even read the contract. I just signed it. Because it was like the first step in the direction that I wanted to go. It was, it was a dream come true. I'm like, you were excited. Yeah. 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 So I didn't read anything. So I honestly couldn't tell you what was in that contract. Um, <laughs> other than well, they were to, giving us to a pause travel you stipend. real quick here, I, I will say this much right now. We have a lot of that going on right now because – and I – okay. So would you say the pro team is much bigger right now or smaller than when you first signed in 2017? Well – that depends on what you refer to as the pro team. If you refer to the people that are getting like the top tier, like people that are actually being offered any kind of money, it's smaller. Mm-hmm. But okay. now they're offering, you know, um, basically a season pass to over 200 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of those is like, what, like $1,400 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's, that's so a about chunk that. of value yeah. right there. Yeah, so if you think about that going into their budget, that's a ton. That's a ton substantial, of money. yeah. So it's spread, it's spread pretty thin amongst a lot of people. And, you know, for those guys, those people that are starting to, you know, move into the upper echelon of the sport, um, you know, I think that's good. I think mm-hmm. that makes sense for them. Um, I would agree. Most of them don't have sponsors or right. maybe they have one. And, um, you know, getting to – race as much as I can and put instead of having to spend money on every race, which I was going to register for a race um, a couple weeks ago. And it was like, I think a sprint was like 200 to $250. Yeah. So, you don't sign up right when they first come out, you're looking to spend some, some money for sure. Yeah. So it was, yep. it's a lot. So that honestly, that it brings a lot of value to those guys that are trying to make it happen. And mm-hmm. for people that have full-time jobs, they can't afford to put all this money just towards racing. So I think it's a really good idea for them. So you're talking about like when we saw that list come out last year that had like 200 and some odd names on it that are quote unquote pro team members. Yeah. Not everybody's getting the same thing. We're talking about the most of the people are just getting a, a season pass or something negligible in comparison to what, you know, the top pro athletes or, or top, you know, elite exactly. places. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So um, just to take it a step back, in 2017, I was getting a travel stipend. Okay. And that was it. There was no other like compensation on top of that, really. It was just you get a travel races? stipend. And I got free races as well. Yes. Yeah. So okay. I had a season pass and um, a travel stipend to get to the five championship events in the U.S. National Series and then the World Championships. Okay. And that was that was the entirety of my contract. Clothing. Um. No, um, I think we had Reebok was the sponsor at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we got some of the like pro team kind of branded stuff. Okay. They didn't even have a a, po- a podium jersey. I think at the time that was okay. that didn't exist. They, they were rolling those out at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just so, starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that was 2017, and that was awesome for me. You know, getting to travel to these races. I never uh, traveled across the country before. For. You're young, um, man. It's yeah, new. so the, the travel <laughs> stipend was was bigger than it is now, but even then, like, I used that entire travel stipend on my flight out to West Virginia for one of those races. And, West uh, Virginia is not an easy venue to get so to. So when we're talking about, I mean, no. are we talking, like, $1,000? Are we talking, like, what kind it of was a stipend? It seven, was 7 per race, and that was for flight hotel food everything oh wow um, that's, that's not going to cover it i mean you're not, not for the fine farther race it's a start some it's of a the, start though it was definitely helpful so right for, oh, for sure. like for someone like me who was unproven you know kind of bottom tier athlete probably like yeah. the most bottom tier yeah. uh, that mm-hmm. year um it was huge and that made it possible yeah, for me to go to these events so okay. i wasn't complaining by any means um but i will say the that, national championship yeah that's great yeah that'll do um but 
I mean, no, it didn't cover everything. Like, um, and I was working at like a batting cage at the time. And, um, <laughs> okay. I, so if I, if it, if the travel stipend didn't cover it, I wasn't doing it. So I went out to like West Virginia and I brought a tent and I was going to find a place to camp near the venue. Mm. And luckily, God, um, luckily Mark Batches, uh, Mark and Natalie let me stay with them where they were staying. So that was, that was an adventure, but so, anyway, okay. So that was 2017. Guy. That was 2017. And then 2018, they switched to the premier squad and then the select team type of thing. Um, yep. and I was a select team member. So basically everyone that was on the select team was getting, at least from my understanding, was getting what I got, which is basically a season pass. And that was it. Okay. Yep. So no travel help, no nothing like that. It was just a season pass. And still, even at that time, there's like signing up for races is a lot of money. So that mm-hmm. really took the edge off and still allowed me to race. And okay. I was started, I started winning a lot more events at that time. So I started sure. making enough money to kind of afford to get to some events. But my dad was still providing a ton for me. He was, mm-hmm. he was pretty much supporting me almost all the way. Every event, all the travel and stuff like that was going through oh, him. Yeah. Okay. So that was, that was where 18. we were then. That was 18, and okay. 2019 was the same way. Last year, I got to see the pass, and that was it. Um, okay. N- nothing else for me there. And, um, yeah, that was – it's been the same way those last few years. And restrictions and stuff were always kind of there in the background. Um, okay. But I what don't kind think of, they really – say it again. What kind of restrictions are we talking here? So they wanted express permission to work with any brands that were outside of Spartan, mm-hmm. um, out, like outside of Spartan's okay. sponsors, All right. that kind of thing. But I was a really low-tier athlete, so I don't think they was paying attention to me. So okay. I just did it anyways, and I didn't ask permission. Okay. okay. So, for example, last year I signed with Attack Fuel at the beginning of the year yeah. and put it on my race kit and did it, and I don't think anyone even noticed, at least from Spartan's side. But then I started winning some events, and um, it was already a done deal. So I think they were fine with it. And I okay. think um, they weren't focusing as much on that at the time. But mm-hmm. since that started happening, a lot more outside brands were going around Spartan to work with athletes. Absolutely. I think they took right. a little bit of a notice to that, especially looking at, like, VJ Shoes, um, yep. mm-hmm. working with a ton of athletes. I mean, Attack Fuel now is working with a bunch of Spartan athletes. And right. I don't and know. Venga at this point. Yep. Venga as well, yes. Um, and I signed with Venga, you know, towards the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it didn't seem to be, uh, play too much of a role last year. and okay. um, But Spartan has picked up a lot more sponsors this year. I think there's like 26 sponsors of Spartan. Yep. for 2020. Yeah, and there's like it's, a it's little a bit of everything. I mean, it's it yeah. seems but, as though looking at that list, you know, there's an apparel, there's a shoe, there's a CBD, there's a, you know, socks, there's a pretty but much But if your any- CBD does not align, you're out. Or you, you right. could face exactly. ramifications. So the thing that most people didn't know about was if you have a sponsor before you sign with Spartan, they mm-hmm. won't challenge you. Okay. So, okay. If oh, I'm already, better. yeah, yeah. So exactly. So I'm partnered with you know Attack Fuel, Venga CBD, Salming Running, you know Naked Running mm-hmm. Band. Those conflict with some of the partners of Spartan Race. But mm-hmm. since I've already signed with them, Spartan won't do anything about it. They'll allow you to keep those sponsors. And okay, that's fair. So the main the main restriction being, if you decide to partner with somebody later on in the year then they reserve the right to say no. And they basically okay. say so if it conflicts they, they with the Spartan. your manager then? Somewhat, yes. Okay. I mean, not okay. to where they're, like, managing everything okay. you do or they're helping you attain lots of sponsors. They say that they can. Mm-hmm. They can source you sponsors, but I've never seen that done, at, at least mm-hmm. for me. Um, you know, Killian and Nicole and some of those t- more upper echelon athletes have seen that. Right. Yeah, I've seen I've seen them garnish certain right, sponsors right. and kind of like wave yeah. them towards certain athletes and stuff. So right. going over kind of how things were in the past now, can you explain 2020 and all of a sudden we see these posts coming up where athletes 
are clearly not happy and staging this protest of the contract. What exactly changed this year that made it a big deal? And, you know, what's what's going on now? Um, well, it's it's been different for different athletes. You know, some of the um, top, top athletes, the real premier guys, they've been getting paid pretty substantially for, for sure. the last few years. Like mm-hmm. Killian, I'm sure he's made a, a pretty good chunk of change from Spartan, at least, um, you know, covering his travel costs, appearance fees, signing bonus on top of that. So just a straight yep. fee to be on the team. And then every event you that you uh, want me to be at, you pay my fee to be there. And then you also cover my travel to that event, basically. So to so. be clear, and from my understanding and hearing other people talking, nobody's actually getting salaries from Spartan. You guys are not salaried employees of Spartan, right? No, no, not at all. Um, everything that we do when we're on the team, it, it's like individual fees for each thing. But what happens with most athletes, what happens with most most athletes is they don't get compensated for a lot of the things they do. So any media, photo shoots, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. they just do it for free, basically. And for lower-level athletes that want exposure, that kind of thing, need opportunities, I understand. You know, I was in that same position, and I did it. So You want to get your name out. Exactly. But for someone that already has a lot going and for someone like me, you know, my image is what gives me worth in this sport. And if I'm going to sign with sponsors, they're going to pay me for my image, for my promotion of those products. So I can't start doing things for free to people or else people are going to say, why would I pay you if you're already doing it for free? So so realizing you can only speak for yourself, you know, in this exact, in this situation with the contracts, what were you offered and why are you protesting it? Um, I was contracted for 2000 um, as travel mm-hmm. and I am not going to focus on longer events this year. I'm kind of stepping away from that. I'm not planning on doing any beasts this year. If I okay. do, it'll be a big surprise, but most likely not. So I was not going to do Utah or West Virginia in the National Championship Series. So, um, you know, the guy that's been managing the contracts, Nathan, he actually manipulated things and and made it work for me. Because originally that was a deal breaker right there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I appreciated him, you know, making it work. And he was going to offer me $2,000 as travel for travel to get to four different races and that was going to be the first three races of the u.s national series and then um tahoe which is the north american championships this year mm-hmm. yep so that was my compensation but um and that was pretty much it there was performance bonus written in there at mm-hmm. for some of the events if you performed well you can get compensated um but limitations on all that stuff mm-hmm. you, you can only win so many times for example um what Wait, say yeah, that yeah. again? Back that up there. Right? Oh, no, no. no. Like, like, you can only get paid for winning uh, so many okay. times. They won't stop you from winning. You can win as much as you'd like. But okay. So you, they'll pay you, know, you your you, regular podium check, but they're not going to give you extra money on top of it. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So um, the the main thing there was the amount of money they were paying wasn't going to cover the cost of being at an event that they – required you to be at so that's that's the big one there so what events were you required to be at my events were jacksonville seattle montana and then tahoe okay and i was getting two thousand dollars so for 500 bucks a hit yeah exactly so my flight out to jacksonville is somewhere around like 520 540 yep so that's gone right so Yep. There's there's no extra money there. So to be contracted to go to somewhere, to mm-hmm. one of these events, and you're required to go. That's somewhere they want you to be, and they won't even cover the cost. It's not that they were paying me an appearance fee or anything like that. I wasn't yep. getting anything like that. But they weren't even covering <laughs> the cost to get there. And that was the main thing um, on that side, at least. And, you know, I'm sure that could have been worked out. 
and negotiated. That was fine. And we were already talking negotiations and how to make things work. And I'm sure there was a way to, to make it work, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that, that was where I was at as far as traveling to events, but for like, take Venga, for example, I signed with them later in the year last year. It was just something where we stumbled upon each other. We met Mm -hmm. and things just clicked and, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we decided like, Oh, we have to work together. We can't not have this happen. But for example, if, if the same thing happened this year and I signed with Spartan, I wouldn't be able to work with them. Right. They, it would have conflicted with Spartan. And uh, what I like to do when I partner with brands is I don't usually go to the brands that are already working with everybody. Yeah. I, I don't want to, you want to find a niche. Exactly. But I also like to bring new brands into the sport. Like that's something I feel like I'm doing to help, you know, OCR. Mm-hmm. I, I don't it, have like everything yeah. I can do, but I can bring other brands into the sport and the more money in the sport, you know, the more chance for people to make a living, the more media, everything like that. So for example, like attack fuel wasn't really in obstacle racing at all until I partnered with them. And now you look, they have like 10 people on their roster in the elite field this year. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I like to do. I like to bring outside brands into the sport and, and let them kind of venture into it. So, well, and um, I guess my big thing here is like realistically, okay, so let's say things keep going well for you this season, and you let's say you have a good season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now like maybe you're doing well enough to where you and Rich Diaz, your coach, are like, okay, maybe you do need to go to the World Championship in Abu Dhabi, right? Right. Um, that's gonna be pricey. For sure. Yeah. And now at this point, you're taking it as a gamble to get over there. And okay. we would hope that, you know, Spartan renegotiates a new contract for the world championship for you at that point. But right now, you're not guaranteed that as an athlete. I wasn't guaranteed it in the first place either. I was only a contract to go to uh, four events, not including the yep. world championship. So they said they um, – something like they withheld the right to – send the athletes they uh that earned a spot at the world championships based on like mm. if you had top performances or something um they were gonna help a few athletes that they decided they wanted to have out there and, and see that's those are the discrepancies that i find so like like we're not gonna give you numbers at the top few you know we're not gonna right. help like yeah. the top 15 we're not gonna help the top 50 we're gonna help the ones that we just see we decide Right. I mean, exactly. it sounds like if those, quote, required races are races that you are planning on going to anyway, and, you know, whether you had a contract or not, you plan on being there, then I then I guess it would make sense. But, you know, I think that initially when people started hearing some of this protest stuff, I think some people's natural reactions were, what a bunch of babies that you, know, <laughs> you guys are complaining and already given the world and now you want more. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of those kinds of posts going on. Yeah. Um, but that particular point right there, I think, kind of explains a lot. Because if you're not planning on going to a particular race and have no burning desire to do so, and if that's a race that they're requiring you to go to, they're basically requiring you to pay even more money to go to this race that you, you know, had no desire to be there for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and well, I mean, it, I have no hard feelings towards Spartan for, you know, putting no. those, like, uh, restrictions in there. I understand why they do it, you right. know, because they're getting sponsors and then they have this pro team and they're selling the advertisement that their pro team can do for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um because Spartan pro team athletes and the contract are required to support Spartan sponsors as well. Right. So, yeah. Um, if you see one of Spartan's premier athletes representing a brand that conflicts directly with the Spartan sponsors, it doesn't look good for them and they can't, and they're going to post pictures of the podium and everything. And if there's this Spartan athlete with a competing brand right there, that's just, that's not what those sponsors are paying for. So they're trying to keep themselves safe that, and I get it. Um, I mean, it makes sense from, you know, when when you look at the numbers and Spartan has been clear that, you know, a huge chunk of their revenue, I think something like a third of it is from 
sponsors. So sure. clearly yeah. they need to keep their sponsors happy. So, I mean, right. I get that, you know? For sure. And my, my, uh, I could have lived with the travel thing. Um, cause I'm going to race Spartan either way. And I really, I love Spartan, but, um, it was mainly the sponsor thing, just, um, trying to restrict my outside sponsors because that's how most athletes are going to make a living. Like prize money mm-hmm. is a little icing on the cake, but if you're going to make a living, it comes from sponsors. So I, agree. I didn't want to limit my opportunities there. And that's one of the main reasons I walked away. Um, but if you if you think about it, they have over 200 athletes on the pro team. Mm-hmm. And say all of those athletes are part of the top 200 in the sport. And those are the, all the athletes that are, you know, have potential to um, actually attain sponsors. They're the top performers. So you take the top 200 athletes in the sport and you dictate who gets sponsored, how much they get paid. And mm-hmm. you limit them to only the companies that you can work with. And if you're working with all the top athletes in the sport, then you're, you're basically controlling whether anybody gets to make a living or not, whether they you get know, to I, make money or not. I think you just laid it out pretty, pretty black and white here for us. Yeah. You know, you just talked about how many companies are now Spartan, Spartan branded official mm-hmm. Spartan partners. We've got like 26. Let's say let's say at the end of the season, they get even 50. Right. Best case, let's say they get 50, and you have over 200 athletes. Yeah. That still is not enough. You know, it, maybe it is for enough, but, I mean, I we don't know, but we don't have that veil. Right. Well, not only are you controlling the, the, the money that the, that the athletes are making, like you said, but you're also controlling the success of these companies by basically blocking entry into the sport. To running as the manager. Right. You know, you're, you're blocking true. the entry of these other companies to come in and, and obtain high-level athletes. You know, it's their reach becomes much bigger. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, that adds a lot of value to the companies that they work with, which is right. why they want those restrictions. But, um, yeah, I mean, Spartan's pretty much the premier obstacle race in the U.S. Absolutely. So they're going to control a lot of uh, – of the U.S. market of, um, you know, obstacle racers and what companies they can work with. And most people are going to sign. Most of the people that even complained, you know, that put out a post about, you know, having issues, they're going to sign because they need to. That was my next Um, question is, is where things are progressing at this point. Is the door completely closed for you? Um, I've stopped talking about it. I, um, like there, there was a group chat where we were all talking about what was going Mm -hmm. on and I left the chat just because I'm pretty much moved on. Yep. Um, about good for now. you. Good for yeah. You. So I and I don't really need their help at this point. You know, I've done well for myself um, mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. I've kept climbing the ranks. I have some good results. I've won some championships, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm able to work with some some awesome brands that are going to allow me to race this year um, and put some focus into it. And I and I hope to you know continue to do that. So I don't need Spartan to get me to these events. Right. Agreed. Um, We're kind of coming here to the end of our time here. I will ask this. I will kind of leave us on this note, though. So we said, you know, like you you did get a travel stipend. Looks different from – it looks different person to person, obviously. Um, When did you get this contract? Um, I was told what the value would be early in the year, but we didn't see the actual official, like, legal – like uh, language and everything um i'd say here, i can tell you the exact date let me pull it up on my phone here wowzers i had it open already <laughs> good for you knowing your numbers here we go i received it on february 4th february 4th was the day that we got the official like legal language and all that stuff but we already five knew days what ago was six going- days ago yeah. Okay. So we already knew what was going into the contract already and what it was going to look like as far as compensation. Mm-hmm. So with that, I was already skeptical if um, I wanted to represent for so little. Spartan would have been my smallest sponsor of everybody I work with. I would have received the least from them. So just working with Puts in um, perspective. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you think about like um, 
as far as holding my own value, if you look at Spartan as a sponsor for me, they would have been paying me very little. So I wasn't going to just decrease my value just just for that because I'm going to end up racing and supporting Spartan either way. Yep. So it wasn't really worth it. Um, and then when the contract came out and all the, the language about not being able to sign with, with new companies, because that happens. You, you, you meet people halfway through the year and you realize, like, oh, man, we have to, to work together. And mm-hmm. you really want to introduce these guys into obstacle racing. It's the perfect thing for them. And um, I, I really like doing that. And if if I'm not able to do that, it just wasn't worth it. And I wasn't getting compensated enough to replace the possible sponsorship that I could get from somebody else. So I, I so, guess this is my the, – the final thought that I'll kind of leave us off on here is, you know, you were presented this last week. A final number yeah. and, and the final – all the details on to get the paycheck. When is Jacksonville? The 23rd, I believe. Okay, so the end of this month is Jacksonville. Right. You are given less than a month to figure out all your pay yeah. stipends, travel. If if you were not, <laughs> if you were, if you were just, you see where I'm going with this? Yes. <laughs> like if you were just planning on your travel and doing this all yourself and working as a manager for it, and you'd kind of be screwed with um, flights. Yeah. Or there goes your budget right there. Or other things. Yeah. Yeah. That could exactly. be, that, if you were going there on a dime and just like much later, you'd kind of be hosed. Yeah. If you weren't for sure. supplying on the community. Well, it definitely sounds like I mean, I think you you've definitely shed some light on this and you know, some of what goes into it all. And I think that, you know, hearing all the details really kind of clarifies things for people who just think that you guys are a bunch of babies. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, there's clearly there's a lot more into you know, involved in it and it's you know, I think that things are going to be happening quickly because, as as we just said, you know, Jacksonville's coming up. So it's going to Absolutely. be interesting to see, you know, who ends up signing and and what, you know, what ends up coming from it. Yeah, I think most okay. of the top names that you know are going to sign, but mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a couple people here and there that will not. For example, like Woodsy said, he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be surprised if he did. But um, there's a few other people that are just over it. They don't think right. it's worth it. And, um, you know, there's just been – this isn't like the first straw. It's not like suddenly we weren't um, getting the same thing and we all threw a okay. fit about it. Like I was it's never been a long time really getting – exactly, yeah. So there's a lot of little things that were kind of building up to this, and then it just didn't seem quite right. But I have no hard feelings towards Spartan. You know, I understand what they're trying to do. They're a business, and they want to stay that way. And, you know, we our, our views just didn't align this year. And that's that's totally fine. And I'm not yeah. like, you know, shitting on Spartan saying they, you know, they did us dirty and all this stuff. It's just it definitely wasn't going to work for me and what okay. I want to do. So fair uh, enough. Yeah, pull well, the plug. Well, we so, respect it, and we definitely wish you luck this season with with your races that you are going to. With yeah, with that being you. said, though, what are you freaking excited about with this year, VJ? Real quick, two minutes here. What are you excited about? <laughs> I am stoked on. 5K, 10K for Sprint and Super. Um, yeah. You're making the races shorter. You're making my smile bigger. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm really excited. Um, I'm interested to see how Jacksonville goes. Um, mm-hmm. My flight, my everything's already booked for that. I'm coming out. Um, nice. um, I'm not in the shape that I really want to be, but I think I'm actually in pretty good shape compared to what I was last year. So um, okay. I think things are going to be really good there. I think Seattle – you know, Seattle, the last two years, I was third, and last year I was second. So I think I'm ready to win that race. So okay. um, throw down, I'm excited throw for those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, What's your I'm excited top for a lot race of events. This year? A race, I'm looking at OCR Worlds. That's OCR my boy. Worlds is my, is my A race. Short course. I have a short course. If there's anything I have a chance at at least competing with Albin in, it's mm-hmm. a 3K. And um, I'm going to do everything I can there. But I, I have some, you know, uh, international races. I'm leaving the country for the first time in my life. So okay. um, I'm excited. I'm going to Mexico in March. I'm going okay. to Denmark in August. I'm going to spend a couple weeks out there. going to do a toughest. going to do uh, Red Dude, Bull Conquer the Castle. Nice. I'm doing a toughest, yeah. Dude, that's, that's, that's totally up your for alley. Me right there. Oh, my God. I still want to go to a toughest. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm really excited. 
Ah, oh, dude. Well, we will see you at OCRWC. We're actually going. I'm going to be helping out a lot of locals this year. But um, yep. you know, we wish you well, DJ, and we're excited to see what you're, all you're going to do this year. I appreciate it, guys. And one last question: What mm-hmm. local events are you are you helping out with? Because I'm looking to expand. I want to do some other obstacle races. Like, dude, I want to try Come like to the conquer Midwest. the gauntlet. I want to. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna try a conquer the gauntlet. I want to try to okay. get out to Indian Mud Run if I can. Dude, yes. Indian Mud Run. Uh, if there's one to, race I can yeah. fucking tell you to do, it's Indian Goddamn Mud Run. If that's <laughs> okay. absolutely, if you're looking to add a race to your to your schedule, then if you want to find a way to get to Indiana, yeah. I will take you with me and my crew out there, and we yeah. will we will make it a hell of a time. And honestly, <laughs> okay, cool. Indian Mud Run is the best race for preparation for. Oh, World championships. I've heard that. So I have heard you know, that. new obstacles. 75 obstacles. The, yeah, it's it's very <laughs> obstacle heavy. All the big upper body, all the riggy grippy stuff that comes to World Championships are most of the time debuted at Indian Mud Run first. Um, if there's going to be something new in Vermont, it would not surprise me if it were at Indian Mud Run first. All yeah. right, I'm, H- hook up I'm with excited. It was offline. Feel free to For hit sure. me up, and we'll, we'll figure something out, buddy. Yeah, sounds good. All right, thank you so much, BJ. All right, of course. See you guys. Bye bye. Are you riled up? You know, I have to say, when we when we reached out to a couple pros that shall remain nameless um, about joining us this week for the podcast there was some concerns i think that you know people came from different angles and had different viewpoints and vj being the youngest athlete may have had a different you know different thought process than the rest of them but i think vj did a really good job explaining to listeners you know what's going on and why this is a big deal well, in his angle, too. So, like, looking back mm-hmm. at it, you know, and we, we reached out to a variety of different people. Some wanted to talk, some didn't. Some went on other podcasts. Cool. The important thing is, realistically, I'm just happy people are talking about it. For sure. That's well, that's the big one here. Not just talking, but really getting explaining things. Because it's one thing to just boo hiss and, and make a crabby post. But, yeah. you know, to, to further explain why this is a problem... Like, that's when people are going to actually be able to support and understand what's going on. I, I agree full-heartedly here. And that's that's the beauty of this, realistically, I think, is looking at, okay, he is, he is signed to do X, Y, and Z, come to X, Y, and Z races under this time frame. One of them is Jacksonville here in two weeks. Right. Um, he's got to figure out all of his travel, all of his lodging, all of his, you know, buddy up with people, oh. if he can still find people to do that at this point when the contract yeah. came out. And hustle to get all that done, and then he's still got three more on the docket, and hopefully right. he does well to see if he can re-up next year and make away with, you know, a, a low sponsorship amount. But I think, for me, it's just, there's just so much more that could be done here. And the big one, once right. again, going back to me, is the sponsors. Yeah, I think that for the, for lack of a better word, lower level, you know, elite athletes, the ones that really aren't obtaining their own sponsors at this point, the ones mm-hmm. that are planning on going to these races anyway, if that, if I were in those shoes, if I were already planning on Looks going to different. these races and I wasn't, you know, out there, you know, hunting my own sponsors, mm-hmm. then I'd be more than happy to sign this contract yeah, because, absolutely. you know, if I'm going to go to the races anyway, even though you're not going to cover the whole thing, if you're going to give me anything, that's going to be great. That's a great start. Yeah. But for these athletes that do have their own individual identity and sponsorships and, you know, whatnot, and the fact that VJ said that Spartan would have been his lowest paying one, like, that says something. Well, and, you know, we say it as as that, but it might, it could become the highest one. Let's say VJ does really well in some of these races, you know? Right, yeah. And ends up in, you know, that that is prize winnings, don't get me wrong. Right, but, which he'll get regardless of whether he's a pro, uh, if he's signed or not. But at least all those races were free. Well, that's true as well. See what I mean? Like, it's, it's it is just such a, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm glad people are talking about it. Because it is complex. It is. Yeah, it's there's more layers an to individual, this than you think. Yeah, it's definitely an individual decision, and I can understand why 
some pros are going to end up staying and some will end up leaving. I think some of the ones that are protesting will probably end up signing. Um, it sounds like there's further negotiations going on. So, you know, maybe they'll come up with some kind of an agreement. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to ebb. I'm sure it's going to flow. I'm sure it's going to change multiple times. Um, but it all leads up to one big nasty event next year that we get to finally talk about now that's official. And there was a gong and there was stuff in New York. And now we can finally talk about Dun, Abu, Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Um, so it's official. Camel racing. Camel yeah. racing. <laughs> it's official. The world championships are in Abu Dhabi. And it sounds like Spartan is really trying to make a whole you know, weekend getaway of it, which to be quite honest, if you're going to spend that kind of time and money going there, I would hope that you're going to, are you excited to go this year? I, you know, I would like to go to Abu Dhabi. I think it would be awesome, but it's not in my cards this year. It's not in mine either. Realistically. And who knows what the future holds. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Who knows what this year is going to bring. Right. Right. Realistically right now, I'm not planning on going to Abu Dhabi. I'd love to go just to to experience it. From um, what I can gather, the cost once you're there is probably going to be pretty comparable to, yeah, you know, regular kind of races here. But it's the airfare, it's getting there, and it's not even just that, but it's also the time off of work. You know, you have to take it's extra It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And, right? I mean, just even when you land there, you still have like an hour and a half to two hours to get from the airport to where you're going. Airport to the venue in the Liwa Desert. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I um, think so. Two and a half from Abu Dhabi, three and a half from Dubai. Right. Um, that's not a walk in the park. No. I mean, it's there's there's a lot to go into planning this. Um, you know, anytime you're talking about a travel race, you're dealing with planning. But now you're talking about across the, you know, across yeah. the world. Different cultures, different customs, different yeah. um, driving restrictions and international driver's license. I yeah. don't even know if they accept U.S. driver's license there. So do you have to get an international one? It, it, there's so many different things. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I know that. You know, it sounds like, you know, they're going to have fireworks and camel stuff and tasting. Oh, they and... told us they were going to have fireworks at Tahoe last year. Well, that's true. But they say they are going to in, in the desert, so well, maybe they will. I, I would say the odds are better <laughs> in the desert. So let's um, talk about how to get to the desert, other than obviously booking. Desert. Obviously, other than, you know, booking your flight. But if you're looking to compete in the World Championships, we've also just now gotten – the qualification standards. Absolutely, we have. And let me tell you, things are... I, I've got to hand it to Spartan this year. They did something... We, so I was back and forth with a lot of the heads up there, the, mm-hmm. the heavy ups on Spartan last year, with the qualification standards, because they weren't right last year. No, they were they always weren't. changing. The numbers were wrong. I sat there and talked to them multiple times about it. I think, like, at the North American Championship, like, realistically, they could give away, like, 500 spots last year like some ridiculous it was some ridiculous number and then you still got to tahoe and there were waves like there were age groups that were like minimal barely anybody there yeah and it it just is what it is because it was a crazy and tahoe itself was an insane event last year with all the snow and just madness and anyway this year they've done the numbers correctly this year like they're doing one global roll down week period Mm-hmm. So basically, the way this works is it's based on the different point series that you have. Okay. Each point series has a roll down. So if you if you race in that point series and that national series, mm-hmm. there is x amount of spots that are going out to the top x amount of people in that series that mm-hmm. get that get an invitation to the world championship. Those national series are the U.S. national, the East mm-hmm. Asia regional. Mexican, French, Spain, Italian, um, the DACH, the CEU, the UAE, the SAE, the UK, the Australian, the Canadian, the South American, and the South African series. So for most of our listeners, we're talking about the national series that culminates in Tahoe. Yeah, well, well, so no, 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 no. So each of these national series are just that series. Right. So the series ends for here, us here in the States in West Virginia. Oh, that's true. Okay. So that's just the series. 
So okay. that's at the end of the series. There's a point series, and you know every race counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, five races here in the U.S. The Mountain Series is not part of it. The Stadium Series is not part of it. The Honor Series is not part of it. The new super secret double, you know, quiet Ultra Series Ultra that nobody's series. talking about is not part of that. Only those 15 series that I just described will right. have positions available. Okay. And, you know, positions out, obviously, the U.S. National Series has the most with 75 positions. So the top 75 right. men and women that are elite get to go. Okay. Um, you know, but in the age group, per age group, it's like 30. And then it goes down to okay. 10, 15, 5. Um, and all the other series, obviously, the U.S. National Series, we've got more because – I would say mainly we because we're, we have more racers and a lot of the, a lot of attention here in the States in our series. Right. right. Um, now after that, there are five national championships, Leah. Okay. Each of those national championships will have spots and they will have one global roll down week. Okay. Now basically then past that national series, Anybody that doesn't get those spots, we have a roll down. 25, okay. 25 and 20, basically in the Middle East and Africa Championship, the North American Championship, the European, the, the Asian Pacific, and the Latin American. Okay. All of those will then have a roll down during this massive roll down week. And that's so it. The, so the, the premise is, is, you know, we're going to roll down, we're going to fill up these waves, and... Yep. Come Abu Dhabi, there should be a nice competitive field across the board in all, you know, in all age yep. groups. So yep. we'll see. It, it, it sounds complicated when you look at it on paper, though. It, you know, basically it's run not your that complicated. And well. and it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> right. The idea is find a series. Right. Find a series. If you're here in the States, basically you're either going to that national series or you're going to the North American Championship in Tahoe. That's, right. that's it. Right. Um, that's that's how you get to the world championship. If you want to go to the world championship, that's it. That's that's it. Right. Or you can go to one of the other championships that we have here in the states this year. Um, right. Which we'll, right. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but anyway, that's that's the meat and potatoes here, kids. Yep. Um, it makes sense, running. and and it's going to be in December. Yep. Beginning of December. Um, first weekend in December. So you know. It, a long season. We start off in Jacksonville um, next or a couple weeks. Two weeks. Um, and then go all the way through till December. So lots can change, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely, um, but that's not the only championship that we've got here coming up here. So there has been a lot of rumor here recently about the Ultra Championship in twenty. Yeah. So it's been confirmed that there is going to be a championship and it, it has also been be confirmed Sweden. that it will not be in Sweden. They no have Sweden. not released they've not released yet where it will be. Um just that people who hear when they hear where it's going to be are going to be happy. And we also have a time frame. Yes, um October. Did they officially say October? They did. They said October. Okay, all right. Because um, you know what's so, the, the end of September traditionally is Tahoe. No, well, that's that's then too, but also Killington. Yep. See, initially when I heard the, you know speculation of where there's go, you know where it's going to be, I mm-hmm. thought Killington at first, um, but then realized mm, no, probably not going to be Killington because we already have a Killington race on the books. Mm-hmm. So then my process, my thought process went to, okay, it's likely going to be at a venue that we don't already have a race at because if there's already a race, it's, you know, going to stop people from going. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it makes sense that there's one location that we are not currently at and that would make people happy to go to. It's Breck. Breckenridge, Colorado. It would be great to be back out in Breck. I love Breck. Um, I think that it would be... I think be, 24 hours of that would be rough. <laughs> I think it would be very rough, for sure. But I think that, you know, it's the perfect, you know, climate and everything for what Joe's been doing. It's a venue that people miss and have been complaining that it has been gone. We'll see. I'm intrigued to see what happens. And with the Ultra Championship, they don't have to build as much. It's only a five – it only has to be like a five- to six-mile course. Right, exactly. 
So hopefully they'll come out with that announcement soon, as well as the mythical Ultra Series. Ultra Series, right. Yeah, we'll see if that happens or not. I still think they need an Ultra Pass additionally on top of this that... Uh, it's 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 so much ultra life. It's so much ultra life. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, that's the that's the ball game there. Additionally, if you guys aren't interested in Spartan life right now, there's plenty of older ultra series right now going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, a world championship series. We've got the platinum rig championship coming here yep, this year it's in August. Which did you just see? Who signed for it? Uh, Brian Atkins will be there. Mr. Atkins is going to come and throw down and show down. Yeah. I'm excited. That's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to this ultra, this, this rig championship. Yeah. It's going to be, be fun. fun. Um, they're saying that world's toughest mutter is still on right now with all the contracts and deals going on with Spartan. Yeah. Um, they're in finalizing of that, but they're, the rumor has it, it's in the court's hands right now, but we're not going to see an event from Tough Mudder until probably August. Boo hiss. Yeah, Joe Joe DeSanna said that at the earliest he was looking at August, but for sure World's Toughest is, will be on. So and that's back in Dallas the, that that we yep. understand. Yeah, Unless they assuming they somehow keep it there. mythically join that and you know the Spartan Race World Championship together or put them both on at the same time, which would be freaking crazy. And that funny. would be weird. But um, yeah, everything's kind of up in the air with all that. So as soon as we get some definitive plans we'll let y'all know we'll let the fam know um and then we also got ocrwc which is gonna be back in stratton which now there's they're announcing yep. fun things about which are like yep. fireworks a parade yep coordinations um, and you know as we get you know into this new 2020 year i think we're going to be seeing some more information coming out from adventure they've been posting teasers and polls and you know inquiring about obstacle preferences so um, I'm really excited to see what all comes with that this year. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. One race that you know you can count on for quality is is the adventure staff. So oh, absolutely. It'll be great. Um, last up, though, I um, want to kind of throw a little little um, little snippet out there, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the new little thing about the new series that's coming around? The new series. The new secret series. Secret series? Give me a yes. little more. <laughs> um, I've heard a rumor that some of the locals are coming together and making their own series. Well, that Other than, like, fantastic. the Ohio Grand Slam. Right. Okay. They're calling it the Bucket List series. Well, that sounds awesome. And I've I've heard some rumors from the Fit Challenge guys. Um mm-hmm. You know, I w- with it being called the Bucket List Series, I would obviously say I would be great to see Mr. Hubie Crushman in there. Oh, for sure. For I'm sure. sure he'll be in there with his Bucket List race. Um, and, I, I, you know, coming together, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave us on this. Coming together as a community and as a sport as a whole, I, I kind of made a post about this. No matter what these contracts do or what race series we end up running or where we're going or what sponsors we sign with, at the end of the day, we've got a community here of For so sure. many people that can come together and make something bigger than the sum of our parts. Absolutely. Um, so, so big. And if you guys aren't involved in the community, I, I just implore you to reach out to the community, get to know these people, get to know friends, mm-hmm. make friends at these races. Volunteer races. Volunteer, meet yep. people, talk to people, and and just get involved in the community because it's a great thing. It is a great Absolutely. thing. It, it's helped people. It's changed people's lives, and it's just it can be a great and phenomenal thing if you let it. Don't let the don't let the bastards get you down. Keep rolling. <laughs> have a good time. Absolutely, and we you know we are looking forward to catching you guys at, at a lot of these local races. And as as the season continues, we're going to bring some guests on here so that you can hear about all the awesome you know different races that are out there. Absolutely. And I guess that kind of sums it up here for this week. Um, I think that's, that's all it. I've got. Um, you know, if you guys want to hit us up, give us a review, drop a line, feel free to do so. I'm crazy busy right now between everything, but right. I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. Yes. And thank Please you once again to everybody. And, and let us know what you're thinking and any particular guests you want to hear. We are all ears. Absolutely. Uh, until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch you all later. Take care. 
This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Wanna be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.